2: Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has this beautiful day off. Hopefully he's relaxing after an opening day yesterday.
3: How was? Oh, no. You haven't said good morning yet.
4: So you can't speak. Yeah. You have to say
3: good morning.
2: I thought I just said good morning, San Diego.
4: You did.
3: Okay. Good morning. Do I need to turn your headphones up more? I think he I was so. he was
4: waiting for you to look at him or something and say, good morning. Normally,
3: yeah. normally there's a slightly different transition to the good mornings to us. That's all.
2: No. Maybe no. not. I guess I was not aware of that.
4: <laughs> good morning. How are you? Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah.
2: It was a beautiful start to How a beautiful was opening weekend. Day opening day was spectacular yesterday. It was absolutely beautiful. I, I mean, it was Chamber of Commerce weather. It was maybe in the mid Mid. Mid to higher seventies, but a constant breeze blowing in off of the coast uh perfectly sunny huge fields um for the entire day i think the I think the smallest field that ran yesterday was ten horses, and most of them were twelve to fourteen so it was a there was a lot of horses on the track yesterday but it was it was gorgeous it was absolutely gorgeous well that's because you were in proximity to the coast. I would think so. If it was a gone. little I think it was a little hotter out at the office if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was. Oh, you weren't
4: <laughs> mistaken. It was, yeah. But it was it was beautiful. It was a nice breeze yesterday. I thought it was a bit cooler
3: yesterday than the prior days.
2: Well, I had heard that it was going to get up to up to 96 yesterday.
3: Yeah, I think it only got into the low 90s. But it's it's it was warm and it is supposed to continue to be warm through this weekend and into next week. Hopefully we'll get some thunderstorms early next week that might change the way it feels <laughs> make it worse
4: add a little humidity to it i, I think it's it's it not, it's, it's not
2: bad no. well one thing that was really nice about the uh about the clear weather that we've had on a well wednesday night there was supposed to be a spacex launch from vandenberg which you can easily see here in san diego if the if the weather's clear and wednesday was clear was supposed to go off at nine thirty, and then they bumped it to ten thirty. so i went down to the end of the cul-de-sac, where I have a nice view over Black Mountain, and you can see them launch pretty easily. And they got to five; the guy within five seconds of launch. And they, yeah, we're not going. And they scrubbed it, and uh, no explanation. Just yeah, we're we're not going, and shut everything off. But then they went around on at nine o'clock on Thursday Thursday night, and they launched, and it was it, it was, was a sp- it was a spectacular launch. Yes. It was. It was incredible. If you didn't if you didn't have a chance to see it, it was it was something else. It was it was really neat. Now, if it had been a, maybe an hour earlier, it would have been even more impressive, but it was Like
3: like the one we had a few years ago? Yeah.
2: It was this this, this one was close was impressive. though. Yeah. It was it was really neat. If you if you if that kind of thing interests you, you can get a rough idea of what's coming up launch-wise if you do a search for the um, Vandenberg launch schedule, and I think it's um Space well, Archive has it, and then Spaceflight Now has the details on it when there is a launch coming. I couldn't find the schedule on Spaceflight Now. I get Light something
3: now. every month from Launch Alert. Launch Alert sends me an email of the upcoming ones, and then oh, I'll have to look for that one. Just an what they have on the calendar, and sometimes it's just a month. But then when in it's it's expected once it's calendar,ed then you get a an email that says it's well there's several
2: there's several more launches uh, scheduled for july they just have not put they just not have published they have not published the uh window or the time yet the launch window or the time yet so i'll have to keep an eye on that we have classes today in both of our stores it's saying uh it's the 22nd of july again july is almost only one more week and july will be history um But today in the San Diego store at 9 o'clock, it's going to be container do's and don'ts with Constance. So if you uh, like the container garden or you only have room for container gardens, uh, that's going to be a great class. Um, That's at 9 o'clock in San Diego. At 930 in Poway, it's going to be fairy gardens with Richard Wright, typically a fairly popular class. So if you are interested in Getting started in fairy gardens, I would get there a little bit early to make sure you get a good seat. Same thing with San Diego. And um,
3: even if you're not into fairy gardens, just doing a small garden, a miniature garden, doesn't have to be a fairy garden. If you have a small space, just doing a miniature landscape is, I think, very interesting and and. It's relaxing. Yeah.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Um, in let's see, next weekend, the 29th of July... In San Diego, it's going to be Seed Saving with Richard. Not Richard Wright, uh, Richard from the San Diego store. That's going to be at 9 o'clock next Saturday. Um, at 9.30 in Poway next Saturday, it's going to be Carnivorous Plants with um, Sydney. Sydney. And uh, we should have a good selection of stuff available. And uh, she should put on a very good very good class if you're interested in Carnivorous Plants, which have gotten garnered quite a bit of interest over the past, I don't know, what, 10 years or so? I mean, it used to be the only thing you could get was, was Venus flytraps, and they were usually dead. But now, now there's a lot of stuff available. When That's a it, nice it, testimonial. There's a lot of stuff available, and it's good-sized stuff, and it, they're not as hard to grow as you would think.
3: Do you remember the hanging pitcher plant I told you I had kept alive for? I was going to ask you about that. You, you it have, was just you, a day or two last week, right? Or was it a whole week last week? Do you remember? Roll back. I take it's not alive anymore. No, it's still alive, it's still alive. and thriving this yeah. week too. So. Oh well, that's good. Yes, that's one good. week at a time, isn't that what they say? Yes, one week at a time. Yeah,
2: and then moving into August, August fifth um, in Poway, we don't have we don't have the class schedule for San Diego yet for August, but uh, in Poway, it's going to be bees with um, Denise.
4: Bionese, I think Bionese. Bionese, 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 yeah, she yeah.
2: she is the vice president of the San Diego beekeeping Society, so I know there's a lot of interest in in honeybees in San Diego and, but, you know, and she, also you know, natives. but
4: her focus is going to be more on on just bringing bees into the yard uh, both you know to uh, pollinating plants, bringing in the best plants to keep bees throughout the season, and that can be uh, your European honeybees, but more importantly the native bees bringing in plants for the native bees.
3: My eucaly- actually, it's my neighbor's eucalyptus is humming in the mornings now. You know, oh, they, the, they get up early, and yes, the bees. Yeah, they be get started early. Um, maybe but they go could, home
4: early. You know, they work a, a long day.
3: <laughs> That's true. Do you think they sing on their way home? Hi ho! Oh, on the way, I on way there, I, I haven't heard it myself. Um, I wonder. We could ask her about that story you were telling us about about native bees two weeks ago. You could ask her about that when uh, when she has. Well, a class. if I was at
2: the class, yeah. yeah maybe george can do that okay okay uh let's see uh right now we're going to head down to uh, san diego where our manager james is waiting to tell us what's going on down there good morning james how are you hey doing great how you guys doing we're doing well what's going on in san diego these days all
5: right hey yeah good morning yeah so we're gonna have concerts out there this morning uh teaching about container gardening Mm -hmm. uh do's and don'ts kind of uh you know the 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 pros and cons of uh container gardening she's an awesome uh german uh botanist we've had working down there for years, and she's just great uh come on out and uh it's gonna be a good
2: class oh excellent anything yeah, you see any uh, you see anything new uh pest wise coming through customers bringing things in to take a look at not so many
5: pests as as much as uh people craving milkweed
2: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, see, I saw have that seen that up there yeah I saw that yesterday there was a couple who was in the store I think they bought. Six or eight five gallon milkweeds and some smaller ones too. They were hauling them up to the cash they're register.
3: They're coming in back yeah, every day. Yeah, it's just been crazy.
2: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's and pretty you know, warm. as
5: these uh, temperatures have gone up, uh, I, I think they're starting to lay more chrysalis and they're, they're going into that season. So uh, all these caterpillars are just starving.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, th- it, I think the uh, I think the monarch season was delayed by a, a month or a month and a half this year because I'm I'm starting to see more starting to see more monarchs out in the yard and. The uh, milkweed is just flying off the shelves. Both yeah. the native, both the native and the tropical milkweed.
5: Yeah, and, and what's weird is the uh, the native was uh, really popular up until now. Now that they're, they're hungry, everyone wants the tropical
2: because <laughs> it's it, got it, bigger leaves. It's got bigger exactly. leaves, and I think they it gr- those fat leaves. And I think it grows a little faster too. So yep,
5: and, and so we just got a hundred two gallons in uh, yesterday, and they go for thirty bucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yep,
5: from Monrovia.
2: Yeah, they they, they they will be gone probably by the end of the weekend.
5: <laughs> yep, and also we've seen um, the peppers just taken
2: off. Oh, really?
5: Yeah, yeah, with all that June gloom, May gray, uh, they were kind of lacking, and now that the sun's just popped out, the peppers are just going crazy.
2: Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah there's... so we
5: just got some uh, black cobras, some habaneros, and some piquins in one gallon. Oh,
2: very nice.
4: I like that yep. black cobra. It's... That's a That's a good-looking plant, and it overwinters quite well. I had one last many years.
5: Oh, yeah. yeah, they're, they're awesome. Watch out for the heat, though.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a <laughs> l- little spicy. But, it
4: can be spicy. Yeah, a little spicy.
2: <laughs> Excellent.
5: But, yeah, uh, other than that, yeah, we're going to have concerts down there. And, uh, yeah, just uh, give you a good weekend.
2: Great. Thanks for getting up and calling in this morning, James.
5: Hey, no problem. You guys have a great one.
2: You, too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
4: I saw a couple customers yesterday with two separate carts filled with milkweed and last night as we were locking up the doors, and we were just about done. This woman came scurrying in and she looked at me and she said, I need tropical milkweed. Do you have any? I'm out and my caterpillars are starving. And we went out and all of our big tropical milkweed was gone. All we had were the little um, four inch.
3: The five gallons were all gone. That, yeah. There
4: were none there. So I ended up getting one of the Monrovias that James just mentioned. We had some in the back and we, she bought one of those. Yeah. She, but she was desperate. She,
3: and we were closing and she's running across the aisles. See, This is the problem. We have too many caterpillars now, and people are scrambling to keep them alive. To keep them, keep them alive. We need to we need to stop coddling monarch caterpillars. <laughs> There's just too many for you their own good. You guys don't want to have that discussion this morning? <laughs> no, I don't
2: think we do. Uh, let's see. In Balboa Park this weekend, it's the San Diego Turtle and Tortoise Society summer sale. That's going to be at the Casa del Prado, room 101 today and tomorrow. And next weekend, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Is the San Diego Orchid Society summer show and sale? And as we have said, if you have not if you have not gone to the summer show, um, and have typically only go to the March show, the summer show is definitely a must see because you're going to see a lot of stuff that you don't see at the earlier shows so that's what's going on in balboa park you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number tyrone stay on the line we're going to be talking to you next when we come back with more garden talk right here With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I am Ken Anderson along with David Ross George Allman. Mark Mahady's got the day off. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number we would love to talk to you. As a matter of fact, we are going to head down to Chula Vista where Tyrone is waiting. Good morning, Tyrone. Thank you so much for holding. What can we do for you?
6: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Hopefully I have a very easy question. Me too. (laughs) And in the yard. You see ants everywhere. Are they good, bad, or just neutral by being in the yard?
4: My answer uh, is yes.
2: Yes, <laughs> they are. They, to all of the above. They
4: are good because they do a lot of good, you know, tunneling and, and aeration of the soil and they will eat and destroy a lot of uh, dead material, but they also are bad in that they will um protect your bad insects like will
3: farm insects. They'll and... farm
4: your sucking insects. So they are, you know,
2: Gump, that's the best answer I ever heard. Well, yeah. here to help. Yeah, Thank like, you. you know, scale, scale and aphids and whiteflies, they tend to move them around and
4: and protect and, them from and, predators. And
2: protect them because they feed off of the honeydew that those insects secrete. Uh, you know, red imported fire ants and eh, not a good thing to have in your yard. Um even if they do have some small benefit, well, I, I would agreed. not agreed I would not that. I yes. would not want them in in my yard. Um, for the most part though, like the Argentine ants, the small black ants, you, they typically don't, they typically don't cause major problems that they, they can be an obnoxious pest if they get into your house and they will, they will tend to look for water sources and that's usually how they end up in your house. And then they find food sources in your house and that's how they end up staying in your house. And if you have a few, that's usually relatively easy to control, but, I I can tell you from personal experience, if you have a bad ant infestation in your house, hire a professional to take care of it because you're just going to be spinning your wheels for the most part trying trying to eradicate it yourself.
6: Okay, so if I understand you correctly, as long as they're not the red Argentine ants I am pretty much okay.
2: Well, the red fire ants, the it's red imported fire ants are, are the are the really bad ones. The black argentine ants, which I think are the ones or the smaller ones that you usually see typically are not a problem unless they get into your house and then they can be they they can be a nuisance. But if um, you're if
4: you're growing any type of fruit tree and you have ants coming up and down the tree then typically there is going to be a pest in that tree that they're going after.
3: Yeah. And they are helping that pest can persist on your tree. So, if they're up in the plants, yes, they are good to it, you should control them. Then they're not good. They would be bad. Bad. Yeah.
6: So, what yeah. can I use to control them? Can you give me some suggestions?
3: On the mm-hmm. ground, well, on the trees, the horticultural oil does a really good job of controlling them and the whatever it is that whatever they're farming. Farm. And I like to use a non-organic on the ground around Things for those, which is the Bonide Eight in the ready to spray. It does a really, really good job.
2: But
4: it is mm-hmm. safe around fruits and vegetables. Yes. Yeah.
3: And if you want to use
2: something organic, you can always put down some um, diatomaceous earth. That will help control them. And I can't remember is Slugo Plus. It's
4: not labeled think... on the front for yeah. ants.
2: Yeah, but um, but diatomaceous earth is a good organic control. And uh, as David said, the Bonide Eight is a good non organic control, but still safe around uh, fruits and vegetables.
6: Bon eight, can you spell it for me, please?
2: Certainly. B-O-N-I-D-E and the number eight. Or sometimes it's spelled E-I-G-H-T. E- e- Got
6: it. Thank okay. you very much. I appreciate your information.
2: Thank you very much, Tyrone. Thanks for getting up early and giving us a call, and thank you for holding and waiting for us. Have
3: a great day. You too. What What is the new teeny tiny ant? That the is, thief?
4: That's a thief ant? Is that the one? I
3: don't know. I found some that were, they almost looked about the size of a flea. You sure that's not the Argentine ant? Well, I thought Argentine ants were...
4: No, I, th- I think there, it's, uh, yeah, it's probably the thief ant, if I remember what correctly. Is, what is,
3: is that? It's just a different ant. I'm not familiar with it. The okay. thief is... Okay. Well,
2: you know, the Argentine ants, as their name implies, are not indigenous to San Diego. When I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who's one of the owners of Lloyd Pest Control, and he said one thing that the Argentine ants did was they came in and they... They feed on fleas, and he said that's why the flea population in San Diego has dropped dramatically. Was the introduction of the Argentine ants? So, and also, I as, as little- I
4: understand it, they're one colony; they're they're all related. So, like you know, ants will fight; colonies would fight each other of different ants. They don't fight each other. You can take this colony and put it next to the other, and they're all the same Argentine ants. Oh, they ants, don't so care. They don't care. Yeah. No.
2: Strengthen numbers i guess exactly but yeah i can't remember the last time i found a flea in my yard or house you i don't mean, see them very they're not time. near and i remember as a having to flea bomb the house I was lucky thinking, we
3: didn't blow the place up i was thinking about that last <laughs> evening because no fleas no bugs my lady i don't even think we ha- i don't even think they sell flea bombs anymore oh I'm or, yes they do do they oh yeah Oh, let's go. They just warn you let's to go fill, I our, fill our fill I our fill our house say, with.
5: I, I can speak from experience. Yes, they still. Do. They still. Do. Okay,
3: <laughs> you still have the opportunity to blow up your house. Right? Okay. Well, good. Good. I'll, yeah, we should, I'll everybody keep, should I'll have that.
2: that opportunity. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, let's see. It, if you missed your opportunity to plant potato sets earlier this year. We have some late
3: potato sets in they're in both of the stores. I Both think. stores have a, yeah. a good selection of, of potatoes that we got kind of, I would say, air quotes, out of season, but they're totally in season. I was telling George, I think I mentioned to you, Ken, that when we got in our seed potatoes last October, I went and quickly picked out a half a dozen potatoes to take home and plant. And I did plant them about a month ago, maybe six weeks, and they're doing quite well. They were... They didn't look very happy in the in the bag sitting mm-hmm. on my washing machine. But they uh I planted them and they have grown out very quickly. They love the warm weather. And there's no reason why you can't put in uh, seed potatoes right now because it's they're not going to be slowed da- they are not going to slow down until we have frost.
2: And we have seed potatoes to put in right now. Yes we do. Yes we do. Some interesting varieties too there though
3: that one that gold variety i can't remember the the pictures name. all look great i guess yeah. i could take one home and then put it on the washing machine to plant next year
6: you could yeah
3: we're not
2: that far off
3: a, on a totally <laughs> separate note while we're talking about washing machines did you guys know that you can take the measuring cup and throw it in the washing machine and wash it that it'll take all the last residue out i, d- I didn't learn that until just a couple of months ago.
2: Yeah, that'll work, and then you just got to fish the thing out of the laundry before you throw Go it in, throw the dryer. in the
3: dryer. but did you did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. Did you know that? I told you I put
4: the soap in a dispenser oh, that's, that's right. part of the that's machine, right. so I never use those. See,
3: cups. I, I just
2: throw the pod in. So,
4: well, I but not the ones you're eating, though, right?
6: Well, if
2: you get hungry. <laughs> the ones he doesn't it's all, eat. It's, all, it's always, a, always a always a always a backup for a snack if you
3: need if you need one. But no, it is not. <laughs> Do not listen to him. <laughs> Do not for, I, I for, all, assume, for all the
2: kids out there that are listening at this yeah, hour. Do not I would do not eat Tide Pod. Most of the people who are listening are not Tide Pod eaters. I would I would hope so. Oh, let's see. What else did I see? Spot in the oh, um, I forgot to mention uh, in Balboa Park, August fourth, fifth, and sixth is the carnivorous plant show and sale.
3: Is there also a carnivorous plant show? Somewhere up in the North County. Why, well, yes, there is. Where might that be, and what is it?
2: <laughs> you mean the class? No,
3: no. there's a. Oh.
4: Savage Gardens at the Botanical. Oh, at the Garden. Botanical Garden. I yes, forgot so about was, that. Oh, yeah, I, I need to go see that. Started uh, July 1st. I believe it runs through October.
2: Yeah, I need to go take a look at that. John does a really good job in the conservatory up there when they do when they do plant shows up there. I have been very impressed with with what he has done. Um, what else we got on it? Oh, and if you want to see what a, uh, corpse, a mor- what a corpse flower looks like as it's just starting to grow, plant a plant, not the flower, With, not the flower, right. the plant. Well, it might flower at we, some yeah, point, the- but not this year, probably.
3: I don't we, think so. I don't know. Although, Did you ever get the, me my pictures of what? Didn't get a response yet. But the sprout
2: that's coming out, it's big. It's big. It is much it's bigger than very last big. Uh, but the the um, Tuber itself actually grew dramatically I since would say the last it tripled,
3: time. Tripled, tripled in Probably, size. Probably,
2: yeah. So, we, once again, we have not killed it. So we're looking forward to the. We're looking forward to at least a vegetative state of growth this year. Um, An enormous. It's going to be big.
4: Hey, well, it was pretty big last year. It was a big leaf. Yeah, and, and yes,
2: it, it, was. it and the the full, the vegetative state lasts for about uh, it's about a year and a half. I yes.
3: think because it? it's a, it's about a two year cycle. This growth now is exactly two years to the month after the previous 2021. 20, and then it yeah. died down in fall of 22, fall into winter of 22, and then started mm. in 23.
2: Yeah. And it's
3: it's up and growing. Thank it, goodness it, for pictures cause, and dates on the pictures on my phone. Otherwise, well, it was a couple of years ago, I think. But now I know exactly when it was.
2: Yeah. It's... uh. It's going to look nice. So that's over back in the back behind the houseplant section over closer to the what we call the library section of the nursery. If you're in and want to take a look at it, it's pro- it's probably going to be about um, close it's pushing 3
3: inches now. Yes. And yeah. next month, just another couple to a few weeks, it's going to
2: it's going to take explode. off, take off right.
3: and grow very, very fast. But it's funny because it's near the restrooms which some people call the library and it's near the library which some <laughs> people call the library or the bookstore. Or the bookstore which some people do people call bookstores libraries? I don't think so. Okay.
2: I was walking through the um, walking through the native section the other day. Which I, I actually spend more time out in the native section now than I ever did. Why, there, why? For how come? There's always some. There's always something interesting going, especially from Musser Creek. They they come in with some really neat stuff, and I think I think I'm, Shirley I think Shirley does a really good job of. Uh, Keeping the interesting
3: stuff in stock. I am so proud of you, Ken. I'm kind of welling up right now. It, it's it's some personal growth, isn't it? Well, I haven't bought anything. No, but you're, you're, you're expanding. <laughs> you're embracing I go out it. and yes. look. I go out and look. Yeah. And you're going to say something complimentary if I would stop yeah, talking and, and let
2: you. As a matter of fact, as, we were, um, as I was walking out there and looking around, we have four different native prickly pear cactus in stock right now. Four different varieties. And they're very
3: different when you look at them they they don't i'm sorry they don't all look the same kind of frowned when you said that i was waiting for something more exciting but i'm going to embrace as well well
2: you, but you can you can eat the fruit on all four of them yes and you can eat the paddles on all four of them
3: and why if you're, i don't if you're know dying of thirst there's water in there is one mm. of them the one with the purplish tinge to the i think there's a the couple paddles? that have a little bit of a purplish tinge it is to it them. is neat and i apologize i, for, I
4: like the fruit I I, of the prickly pears. I've made jelly out of that. We have a
2: we have a dwarf one out there, which I hadn't seen before. Which I mean, when they're all in one gallon cans, it's not really that. It's hard to tell the difference, but um, it's
3: a it's a nice looking plant. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, and hopefully some of that will rub off on me, and I'll begin to embrace them as well.
2: No, they they look really nice. And then the other thing that we have, we we're going to be getting some really unusual plants in. Next week, from one of our one of our growers, um, who tends to who tends to specialize in cadiciform plants and things like that. But what, what is,
3: is that? what is a cadiciform plant, Ken? That's a big
2: word. It is a big word, and I guess the um, a fleshy trunk would be the way to uh,
3: a bulbous fleshy a trunk.
2: Bulb. Yeah, yeah. What you of, said. <laughs> one of them there. What you, exactly what I what I you meant. said. Um, but one of the things that we're going to be getting in, uh, we're not going to get a lot of them in, but the giant coreopsis. They had giant coreopsis um, on the want list, so I made sure that we ordered some. And it, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, it's a it's a native, and it's a neat-looking native. Um, and you wouldn't think that it's a coreopsis to look at the plant itself, but the flower indicates that it's a, it's a coreopsis. Is it a broadleaf? No, it's kind of a stringy leaf thing. Okay. It, it does. It's like I said. It doesn't look anything like a coreopsis. and it, they get about four feet tall. Um, and they grow on a on a fleshy, fibrous trunk, and in drought season, they just go completely dormant. And they they're not the most attractive thing during a drought, but it doesn't take much rain at all, and they get some soil moisture, and they take off. I mean, they. They come back like gangbusters. It's a little beautiful. yellowy
4: daisy
3: flower.
2: Yeah, on the really fleshy, stringy foliage. Yeah. Sometimes called t- tickseed.
3: <laughs> what a great name! Wasn't
2: f- wasn't familiar with that name, but anyway. But I don't think the
4: California one's not called tickseed, is it? I
2: don't know, it just is gave it think, to I, the whole group of coriopsis. Yeah, but they've I also won't. changed the name. It's no longer it's no longer a
3: choreopsis, it's something else. But
4: leptosine, L- leptosine. Yeah,
3: I leptosine. Something All right. Like well, that. when we get. During the break, I want you guys to tell me which chordiopsis this is, so I can look it up. Which, okay,
2: we'll okay. we'll figure it
3: out when we go to break. Okay. Uh, you're listening
2: to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you would like to give, if you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Bob, stay on the line. We're talking to you when we come back. Right after this.
1: With
2: more garden, talk, more garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off. And yes, indeed, if you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. And we are going to go down to Otay Mesa where Bob is waiting. Good morning, Bob. How are you?
5: I'm good. Uh, yesterday I was shopping in your store and just roaming around. And uh, lo and behold, I noticed the wooden planters are
2: back. The red, the redwood Planners? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we were very fortunate. The uh, our longtime supplier, uh, JJ Roberts. He decided that he was going to retire, and he could not find somebody to could not find somebody to purchase the purchase the business. So we bought the last of his inventory, and we figured that was going to be it. But then a uh, couple of his employees, I guess it was, stepped up to the plate and decided to purchase the purchased the business and they are back in business and so we have a i don't think we have the full line of everything that they were making at one at at one point but um they're starting to bring more and more stuff back so we are we are very fortunate there
5: yeah yesterday they, they were uh, bringing them in that's how i noticed that
2: yeah now they, we've been getting them in on a on a fairly regular basis again so we're we're pretty happy that they are still around because there there were there were a few companies that were making redwood redwood planters but nobody had the Nobody had the quality that Roberts did, so we're we're happy to see them back.
6: Okay, thank okay. you.
2: Okay, thanks Bob. Thanks for getting up and and listening to us. We appreciate it. Uh, goodbye. Okay, take care. Um, if you I, want to give us a call. Yeah, you know, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170
3: is the number. I I was going to ask you, did they buy it out? I thought they just didn't and they just started their own company on the I but thought I they.
2: Don't, I, don't, well, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't remember. I. I. I thought that they. I thought they bought them out, but I don't. It doesn't either, matter. Either way, it doesn't matter. Way, we have we the have, stuff in stock again. That day. is correct. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We're going to head down to Rancho San Diego where Raymond is waiting. Good morning, Raymond. How are you? Fine, thank you. What
6: can we do for you? Uh, I was had three questions. Is there um, a time when you can trim back lantana that? It won't die, or does it really matter with lantana?
3: It really doesn't. You can cut it back whenever it gets out of hand. I would think the only time you wouldn't want to cut it back is just coming into the really cold season because some of the foliage there will protect the rest of it from from frost. I I live out your direction, and I get a little bit of frost damage on my lantana every year, but not not enough to kill it, just a little bit of tie back. And right now it's growing okay. like crazy. So go ahead and have at it.
6: <laughs> okay. The other is, you know, they call them potato bushes. Uh, they they get purple or potato trees.
3: Hmm. Yeah,
2: selenum. Salanum well, retinetti.
6: Uh, trimming those back. I know. I was listening to you once, and you said about trimming the upper part can ruin the umbrella and kill the plant. Or can you trim those during the summer?
3: Absolutely. Cause we, gonna... we just,
6: yeah, we just did ours this Wednesday. So we have a big,
4: big one, and we've cut it back throughout the year whenever it needed to be cut, never had any problems.
6: Okay. Uh, last question. This one will be harder. I have a tree that I actually bought at your nursery. And it's – I don't know the name of it. Nobody's ever seen it before, actually. And it's a tree, and it doesn't get too big. it It grows some orange flowers off of it. Kind of almost like a, like a light for a Christmas tree or something like that you know a, a, like a flower and I wanted to know the general question is last year it bloomed really good but this year it seems like it blooms and then they dry up real quick and fall where last year they would stay on there for like maybe a week but this time some of them aren't even Staying on,
3: they they just fall off. Is that too much? It pro- or is he gone?
6: I think we lost him.
4: That's
3: no, no, I'm here. Okay, oh, okay, okay. You hear okay. me? Yes. Yeah.
4: I, it, it sounds like it might be an albutylon. Yes. The, the tree, the, the, do the leaves have like a maple leaf type
6: shape to them? Right, but, but really fine maple leaf, like a right. lot of little fingers, Not, Nothing big, but kind of like a maple leaf, yeah. It sounds like an albutylon. Yeah, I think so. I wish I knew the name it. It's a unique tree. There's not many of them around, right? I, I would guess,
3: I would guess without knowing more, that it is a tiger-eye abutilon, and it has an incredible kind of red and orange uh, flower exactly. on it.
6: Exactly, Okay,
3: Correct. and I, this year going into another year, I would think probably it just needs to be watered more and then fed more. And even, is it in the container or in the ground?
6: Oh, no, it's in the ground. It's been in there for, say, uh, five years, six years. So it's actually, uh, you know, I trim it down, but right at this point, it's about four feet high and an umbrella of about six feet round.
3: It's a beautiful plant, and I would think
6: after that period of time,
3: make sure it gets a good deep soaking of water, probably a circle six or so feet in diameter down one to two feet about once a One week. One to two feet. Yes.
6: Oh, just, just once a week. See, that may be the thing. I, I have a a border around it that's uh, as big as the base of the tree, more or less. I mean, the umbrella of the tree. But I was watering it every day, so that might be the problem. Yeah, and frequently,
3: when people water every day, they don't water enough, so it doesn't soak down and get down to all those roots. and And maybe only a four-foot diameter circle, but down one to two feet when you do it and it shouldn't need it every week uh, every day and then I'd mulch that too would I'd you not? I'd certainly
4: mulch it and then as David said make sure you're feeding it especially if it's been there for five years.
6: Yeah. Uh, what, what would you feed it? I put a lot of this time of year I put a lot of super bloom on it and the tree all the past years the thing has just gone beautiful but this year I just can't get it to kick in.
3: It might be late like everything else because of the cool extended winter slash spring so it probably is going to get to the point where you're going to like it again now so keep going with the super bloom and use it a minimum of twice per month
6: okay yeah i hadn't been doing it okay i'll do that but but out here it gets so hot and i look at the ground i'll I'll soak it i'll go out there when we get these hot days i'll go out there the next day and the ground is like it's like dirt dry. And, yeah, and that's where like the it. benefit of the mulch will
4: come in.
3: Putting putting that layer of mulch will insulate it, keep the moisture in, prevent it from evaporating as quickly, cool down the soil. It'll help everything along the way.
6: Okay. And what was the name of that tree?
3: A butylon.
6: Uh, a but- okay. I'll remember that. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful tree. And no people come by... And nobody's ever seen one before. And I think, go, what is that?
3: I think it might be tiger eye. might be the variety.
6: Right, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay.
3: Thanks for
2: the call, and Raymond. I
6: bought it at your, nurs- it at your nursery. Oh,
3: well,
2: thank you very much. And thanks for getting up and listening okay. to us. We appreciate it.
6: All right. Thank you.
2: Okay. Have a good weekend.
4: And, and just a common name of that is called a flowering maple. Just see if you want to share that with your friends when they ask what it is.
2: Hence the uh, maple-like leaf right. to it. Right, right and the uh,
4: flower and flower
2: flowering maple hmm. speaking of maples um uh, we have some beautiful japanese maples Sweet in stock you. they don't have much of a flower on them but the foliage is absolutely spectacular they they do look really it really still nice looks good yeah uh, keep them in a filtered light filtered light area and the less alkaline water that you can good put look at that the, part the, yeah the, <laughs> the better off they're going to be um in the long run but they they do they do they do well uh, they will get a little bit of salt burn towards the end of the season. But uh, if you're so inclined, you can always go and pull all the old foliage off, feed them, and they will throw out a whole new whorl of foliage. And oh, that's
3: a lot of work. That sounds like something it's I It's a lot I like work. Do. But,
2: you know, if you're retired and you don't have anything else to do, you can always go pull the leaves off. Oh, I'm sure the you can find some plenty you, to complain to. Find somebody to do it, yeah. Um There were a couple other things out in the, out in the native section that I had completely overlooked. One of them was beach strawberry. Have you seen that lipstick? No, it's they're big bushy strawberry plants with a bright, bright, almost fluorescent pink flower on them. Uh, it says it makes a, makes a good ground cover. They'll grow in full sun. I don't know if they produce any fruit or not. It didn't look like it, but as far as a, as far as a ground cover strawberry is concerned, it's really nice. Um, but it gets taller than the regular uh, ornamental strawberry. Ornamental strawberry stays relatively close to the ground. These are these look like giant strawberry bushes with with big, huge flowers on them. It's the, a neat looking plant. Where's this? In the native section.
3: You know, I heard them talking about that on the radio yesterday. They were looking for them, and someone said we were out of them. And Shirley said, "No, they're right over here." But now they like, were kind of tucked in because
2: I I saw them last week, and I meant to mention it last week, and I did not. Um, so when I was out there. Um, Thursday, looking through the section, I went and did a double check, and sure enough, there were there were a few out there still. It's gonna, a neat plant.
3: When I get in this morning, I'm going to go take a look at them.
2: And the other one that's neat, which is supposedly getting scarce in the wild from the information that I saw on it, are California walnuts.
4: Oh, I saw one we, of those out there. We have yes. a couple
2: of them out there right now. Beautiful tree. Really, really pretty tree. And I'm assuming that they will produce...
4: I would think they're gorgeous uh, trees, all, yeah. all of those, but they're just really difficult to garden
3: under.
2: And why you, is that? The, the you, chemicals just, they put oh, the, out,
3: right? So stay away. Just that's nothing. Nothing say. works. Or just already. don't put it. Just
2: or just don't put it. In, just you have to. have some, mul- you have
3: to have some mulch mulch property
4: to have one just, of those.
3: Just mulch yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but a it's a it's a beautiful tree. Yeah. There's a beautiful one at the trailhead at McGinty. There's a big big walnut that's. I wonder if it's a California walnut. I or don't if it's know. I did produce nuts that had nothing in them. I went and harvested some a couple of years ago to. I was pretty excited about it, but there was nothing edible inside.
2: Oh, that's too bad. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, the other thing that I saw that was really nice, not in the native plant section, um, if you're looking for a nice tree for your yard, we have some just unbelievable um, Pistachia chinensis in 24-inch boxes. Yes, we nicest do. They're I have gorgeous. N- nicest I have ever seen. I don't know where they came from, but, man, they are beautiful. And
4: that's the Chinese pistache. Yeah.
2: And uh, they it, give
3: it, a good fall. Beautiful fall foliage. And drought tolerant, heat tolerant. But they won't produce pistachio. No. No. no.
4: I think the we have some red push, which is a particular
3: uh, cultivar that's very, very popular. Yeah. Because the new growth comes out red as well. Right. Yeah.
2: You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahadey has the day off.
3: I was just thinking, let the sunshine in is very bad advice right now. Why? Because it's hot, and you should be closing your curtains and trying to keep the house cool. So you should not. Well, unless be you need vitamin D. Not, no. You should go out. Oh, go the out sun. into the sun to get but right now. Vitamin you D. should not be letting the sunshine in because it will overheat your house and either just make your house hot or increase the amount of air conditioning you need to do. You know, as hot as it's been, we still have not turned on our air conditioner yet, not even upstairs. Yeah, me neither. (coughs) Probably for different reasons, but (laughs) me neither. Well, it has
2: to work before you can turn it on. It works. Sort of. of. Um, You know, one thing that I had noticed uh, over the past couple of years that's been coming in are the different varieties of crepe myrtles that are coming in. And there's some really interesting... Really interesting crepe myrtles. The one I spotted yesterday was the coconut crepe myrtle. Me no know that. It, they're small. We have them in five gallons. They're from Monrovia. Small patio trees right now. Pure white flowers. mean, absolutely just pure white flowers and the darkest purple foliage you've ever seen. It is a, ever an seen.
4: incredible contrast between the leaf and the flower. It's gorgeous.
2: And there's not a speck of...
3: Powdery mildew, mildew on right. it. it, it uh, it's, beautiful trees.
2: Yeah. A, a lot of the new cultivars seem to be much more resistant, resistant yeah. to powdery mildew. Than, Which we learned last week is a different. is a different variety than the powdery mildew that gets on your roses and your squash. See? Yes. So you do I do listen. listen once you in a listen. while. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, well,
3: only when we say something interesting.
2: We are going to head over to Coronado where Sherman is waiting. Good morning, Sherman. How are you? i
5: in my garden where every single species here came from your point loma store uh, everything <laughs> no well thank else. you
0: um
5: and i've never been to the poway store um as i said i always shop at the uh, point loma store what are the big differences in in the two different locations
2: one of them is in parking right there. Well one is parking we have plenty of parking in the poway store which parking can be Challenge. A challenging a challenge at our San Diego store. Uh, we have uh, both stores have excellent um, selections of plant material. Uh, size wise, the Poway store is two t- two and a half times the size of the Point Loma store overall. We have five acres in Poway. We have just oh, we have just about two in San Diego, um, and Poway is also quite a bit newer as far as the facility is concerned. Uh, but, you know, it, it, they're, they're two completely different stores, which we found out uh, not too long after we opened the stores where we had taken basically a cookie cutter of our San Diego store and transplanted it into Poway. And we realized that there's a lot of stuff that we sold a lot of in San Diego that doesn't sell in Poway. And we found a lot of things in Poway that didn't sell in San Diego. So they they are two different stores um, as far as as what you're looking for and what you'll find. Um, Plus,
4: we, there's a huge garden railroad in it, Poway.
2: Which we do have, yeah. There is a, is a large garden railroad in Poway. So if you, if you haven't been up there and you're looking for something to do, maybe a, a weekend, uh, af- day or morning or afternoon trip, I'd encourage you to come up and take a look around. We would love to see you in the store and, uh, and show you around sometime.
6: One of the high points of our weekend, coming, coming to Walter and <laughs> – <laughs>
2: we, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, have a great weekend. Um yeah, they they are they are two very different stores. We found that out very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> very very quickly. Um, I think
4: one of the things that that they sell a lot of and we don't is bamboo.
2: Yes. Yeah, San so we, Diego. We don't carry bamboo per we, se. we can't keep it we can't keep it hydrated. Right, I mean, it, watered ooh, and uh,
3: ant-free is a problem. In is, a, is
2: a problem in Poway. We can get it for you, and it's much easier to deal with when it's in the ground up in that area. But and that's the other thing that the other thing that you'll find in Poway that you won't find as much of in San Diego is we have stuff that's a lot more heat tolerant, um, just because well, of our location inland.
3: Yes, and the stuff that thrives in the heat, we have a better selection of it because it's a little hotter in Poway. It's a, just sometimes, a little, just a little, yeah. So yeah, two two and, completely different stores, and those plants are really coming on nicely now. Yeah,
2: if you you know, and and the opposite is true too. If you if you shop mostly in our in our Poway store, um, I would encourage you sometime to go down to the San Diego store and take a look around. Because I think I think you'll be surprised at at, w- at what you'll find. Totally uh, they're, different they're, characters. Yeah, they're not. The, they are not the same. They're, the they. Characters the characters
4: being the employees or the Definitely. plant material. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. No los dos, yes, <laughs> right. all of the above. Um, now is a great time to take a, if you're if you're interested in adding some fruit to your yard and you like um, tropical and subtropical tropical fruit. Now is a great time to take a look. We have a lot of different stuff in stock this time of the year that we don't have all all year round. Um, citrus. We just got a big order of citrus in, so we got some avocados in. Uh, we have a good selection of dragon fruit in stock in one gallons, different cu- named cultivars. Um, so if you like
3: dragon fruit? Yeah. Um, I'm with you, you on that. Yeah. Oh
4: no. You you were part of our taste test. There were some really good varieties. No, there were
3: some that weren't as bad as the others. <laughs> oh my go. goodness. <laughs> I, I don't like... say they tasted like dirt. I didn't say anything like that. They're not it's the just... bead of the fruit world. Huh? Yes.
4: <laughs> so you would eat them if they were forced upon you. Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we
2: also have some, we also have some papayas in stock. I'm not sure of the varieties, but we had some one gallon papayas. They might be Mexican papayas because yeah, my, there's because it looks like they're seedlings.
3: My mm. neighbor's papaya has taken forever. I thought maybe that the squirrels had undermined it too much and it wasn't coming back, but I I keep forgetting. Everything's a month late. And now there's a ton of new growth coming out of the top of the papayas, but it's much later than normal. And I I listen to us, I say it but sometimes i don't hear it
2: i remember when i was a little kid my grandfather had a greenhouse in the backyard next to the valencia orange tree behind the patio right it was the greenhouse was directly behind the fireplace on the patio and i remember he had a, a going out there and i couldn't figure out why he had this big spotlight in the greenhouse but he had a papaya in the greenhouse and it was it was one of the tropical ones and he had the spotlight in there to keep it warm in the wintertime, to keep it going. I think he, I'm pretty sure he was able to, har- was able to harvest papayas off of it, but I, I distinctly remember that being there.
3: On a totally separate but fruit-related note, I had a neighbor who I helped plant a, a, an orchard. Uh, they live a couple of blocks away. And I was invited over because there's a lot of fruit on the ground, And the word, the phrase on the ground was used multiple times. There's plenty of fruit on the ground, which implied to me I'm not allowed to pick, but I only pick up. Does that follow suit? or If somebody says, come over, we have a lot of fruit on the ground, is that telling me not to pick off of the trees? Because I think that's what the message was. I typically wouldn't pick it up off the ground. Oh, I do all the time. Oh, I do. But that means you have to go
2: through each one and look. Make sure there's not bugs in it or anything. Yeah, see, I don't take that much time to do that. Uh, we have a good selection of mangoes in stock. I love, let me preface that, I love mango trees. I do not like mangoes, but the tree itself, I think, is a beautiful tropical. What's
3: wrong with a mango?
2: They just don't taste good. So Anyway, you've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, classes today, 9 o'clock in San Diego, Container Do's and Don'ts, and 9.30 in Poway, Ferry Gardens with Richard Wright. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back here next Saturday morning at 6 o'clock with another hour of Garden Talk. Take it.
1: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery.